This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, June 9th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Raising costs for family leave and feedstock. EPA cancels dicamba registrations. Proposed expansion of paid family leave could hurt small farmers. The legislature is considering a budget trailer bill that would expand family medical leave as a requirement for smaller businesses and to cover more medical situations. The proposal would allow up to 12 weeks of leave to bond with a new child or to care for a seriously ill family member. It would also allow up to eight of those weeks to be paid. The issue came up in a recent budget hearing for the Assembly. Brian Little of the California Farm Bureau during the hearing said, this will be a significant and expensive new burden for very small farm employers in California who are struggling right now to recover from the economic shock of COVID-19. He encouraged the legislature to consider the proposal under the normal policy process with committee votes and public input instead. The legislature rejected a similar proposal last year. And on that note, the budget proposed by the legislature would withdraw funding for CDFA to hire a rural economic advisor. The economists would study and report on issues such as the impacts on local communities of implementing the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act. Bill on Incentives for Cover Crops Passes Assembly Assembly Bill 2106 would incentivize farmers to create nesting habitat for waterfowl by planting cover crops and other vegetation or idling farmland. Duck hunting fees would pay for the program. Assembly Member Cecilia Aguiar-Curry of Winters presented her bill on the Assembly floor yesterday. AB 2106 complements our statewide goals for carbon sequestration, improving air quality, and protecting waterfowl species, she said. The lawmakers advanced the measure to the Senate with 67 votes in favor and not a single vote against it. On that note... AB 2954 was also up for a floor vote yesterday. It proposes adding agricultural lands to California's climate goals for reducing carbon emissions and has gained wide opposition from farm groups. Assemblymember Robert Rivas was unable to gather enough votes to pass the measure. Proposal threatens to raise the cost of feed. The Assembly also debated a bill that would adjust the supply chain for recycling agricultural byproducts like almond hulls into cattle feed. The bill's author, Assemblymember Ian Cauldron of Los Angeles, the measure simply cleans up a 2018 policy to close a loophole. To Fresno Republican Jim Patterson, however, it's a dirtying up bill that would send more ag waste to the landfill while putting renderers out of business. The California Farm Bureau agrees and is leading a coalition of ag groups in opposition to the measure. Seeing a need for more support, Calderon held the bill for a later vote. CFAT payments top $1.4 billion. USDA's latest weekly report on the coronavirus food assistance program shows farmers have now received $1.4 billion of the $16 billion in payments the department eventually expects to distribute. 
Nearly half of the money, $676 million, has gone to livestock producers, primarily beef cattle and hogs. Corn, soybeans, cotton, and other row crops have received $368 million, while $337 million in payments have gone to dairy farms. Growers of fruit, vegetables, and other specialty crops have received less than $25 million. Producers in Iowa lead the nation with $112 million in payments, roughly divided between row crops and livestock. Wisconsin has received $108 million, most of that $80 million going to dairy. Nebraska farmers have received about $99 million overall. Senate Advancing Land Conservation Funding. The Senate is moving a landmark conservation bill, the Great American Outdoors Act, that would provide permanent funding of $900 million a year for the Land and Water Conservation Fund, which in part pays for federal land acquisitions. The money comes from oil and gas revenues. The bipartisan measure would simultaneously provide $1.9 billion a year over the next five years for maintaining public lands. Critics of providing long-term funding for the LWCF have long argued that maintenance needs should be taking precedent over acquiring new lands. The Senate voted 80 to 17 last night to bring up the bill for debate. Now, take note. Getting the bill on the Senate floor was a victory for two vulnerable Senate Republicans, Cory Gardner of Colorado, Steve Daines of Montana. But the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, American Sheep Industry Association, and the Public Lands Council and many of their state affiliates strongly oppose the bill. They argue that it would guarantee at least $360 million a year for purchasing new federal land at a time when the government can't maintain the land that it has. The letter reads, if passed, the GAO Act sentences hundreds of millions of acres of American land and water to poorly managed future, the groups say. Mexico, latest to end glyphosate use. Use of glyphosate will be gradually phased out in Mexico. The country's Secretary of the Environment and Natural Resources has told a Mexican news outlet, Victor Manuel Toledo Manzur told Aristegui Live, however, that he is open to dialogue with the agricultural community. He said, we cannot say that this is a closed case. On the contrary, it's an open discussion. In November, Mexico prohibited the import of a shipment of a 1,000 tons of glyphosate into the country, citing the precautionary principle. Farmers can use existing dicamba stocks. Farmers who rely on dicamba herbicides are finally getting some clarity from EPA, but only short-term relief. Last night, the agency announced that it is canceling registrations for dicamba formulations in line with a Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ruling. EPA says farmers and commercial applicators can still spray dicamba on crops, but only if they had the chemicals in their possession on June 3rd, the date of the ruling. The chemical can only be used until July 31st. EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler said, quote, at the height of the growing season, the court's decision has threatened the livelihood of our nation's farmers and the global food supply. Canceling the registration and allowing farmers to use existing stocks is consistent with EPA standard practice following registration invalidation and is designed to advance compliance ensure regulatory certainty, and to prevent the misuse of 
existing stocks. Here's today's He Said It. In my 35 years of polling, I've never seen opinion shift this fast or deeply. We are a different country today than just 30 days ago. The consequences politically, economically, and socially are too great to fit into a tweet. This is big. This is Beatles on Ed Sullivan big. That GOP pollster Frank Luntz on the dramatic shift in public opinion about race and policing. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, June 9th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.